Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bradley's Chat or Game with Bradley. I'm your host, Bradley. Um, I am so excited to see what happens at the SoCal Joust. That is a tournament that's been going on forever. The organizer, Will, is a wonderful person. I hope you enjoyed the review that we did um, with the infamous Pablo and Geron. Uh, it's not to be listened to with a faint of heart. Um, however, the ETC is upon us. Players, as we speak, are making final arrangements, packing up their armies. Some are even at the airport as we speak, or boarding a train, or loading up their cars. It's the Super Bowl, the Indianapolis 500, the World Series, the World Cup. It's Wimbledon. It is the Riders' Cup. It is an event of epic proportions. It's gone on for years, where... The the most famous, the most powerful, the most highly skilled players in our favorite game, the Ninth Age, are gathering in one place, beautiful Italy, to test their skills against each other in teams of eight. Um, there's a lot of teams from lots of different countries, and they're all converging on Italy to uh, pretty much... For one day, make it the nerd capital of the world. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited for all the players. I one day would love to be good enough, which, you know, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt I'll ever reach their level. But one can always dream, can't they? And, um, no, I'm so excited. So, this... Um, episode, I'm going to concentrate, I'm going to try and do episodes on each team and, uh, and they're not going to be super fast. I'm just going to go over, uh, the players, their lists, and we're just going to do it like that. Kind of keep it simple. So without further ado, and the reason I can put all these episodes out now is because, uh, they got me drugged up on painkillers. I had surgery. Um, I'm going to be off work for about eight weeks. I can't move my, uh, right shoulder, right arm, um, I'm not sleeping very much, it's uncomfortable, but yours truly will be back to you 100% in record time, probably faster than anybody else has ever recovered from this surgery, I'm just saying, probably, because you know me, um, genetics of, uh, I mean, my genetics are, are perfect, um, as far as health goes, I don't get sick, don't get allergies, I'm just very lucky in that aspect, um, God did short me on brains a little bit. I'm not the smartest guy, but, you know, I'm healthy. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Um, but anyway, put aside all your troubles. Put aside all your stresses. Um, deal with all that shit later. Let's look at the first team listed. And all these lists are available in New Recruit. Um, but I thought maybe you might enjoy... Um, hearing what I have to say about the list from a newbie perspective, and I'm just excited. I'm excited as hell. I can't wait to look at them. I'm I'm on pins and needles. So uh, let's have a look at Team Australia. Yes, the, the land of down under. Um, one of the most dangerous places to live as far as natural threats in the world. Um, a team founded by criminals or, you know, I guess... What my American education taught me was it was a penal colony. 
and uh, now it's part of the British Commonwealth, um, independent nation. Uh, they have a lot of pride. Um, they excel in sports. They're highly competitive. And one thing they're known for in any game system I've ever played is bringing something different. They play a different style. They um, Their meta is completely different than anywhere else in the world. And it's always interesting to see how they match up against everybody else. So, like I said, without further ado, let's get to Australia. Um, Australia, led by team captain Tough Nut. Tough Nuts. I would expect nothing else from Australia. Um, the first player on the team that's listed is Frederick. Frederick is taking Dread Elves. He has a Beastmaster on an Imperious Dragon with Great Weapon and Beastmaster's Whistle. You don't see, that's the first time I've ever seen an Imperious Dragon in a Dread Elves list. Um, it doesn't look too expensive, really. It's 705. I mean, it's a, it's a dragon. It's a Beastmaster. He's got the Beastmaster's Whistle. I think that gives, uh, I thought, well, I don't know. Uh, then he's got a Selexian Officer General on a Manticore that's an extraordinary specimen with Shield, Death Cheater, and the Lance of Transcendence. He's got a second Selexian Officer on a Manticore of extraordinary specimen with a Battle Standard with a Shield, Alchemist Alloy, Trance, and Talisman of Shielding. So I told you, Australia likes to use likes to do things differently, right? Um, but you always got to take Australia seriously when it comes to uh, any kind of game, because uh, their best players are equal of anybody else's best players around the world. Then you've got uh, fifteen selection auxiliaries with champion and musician. Fifteen selection auxiliaries with champion and a, and a musician. Three units of five Shadow Riders, the champions. Three Gorgons with a halberd, with the halberds. Five Dread Knights with Lance. And three uh, units of three Thunder Pack. 290 points. Thunder Pack, Pack A Punch. So just look at this. I mean, he's got he's got monsters that can that can hurt you. He has lots of shooting. He's got great avoidance chaff, and, and uh, people can threaten flanks in the Shadow Riders. It's an extremely quick list. Um, five Dread Knights are no laughing matter. Uh, three three units of three Thunder Pack. Oh, oh my God. The carnage that ensues if a couple of those units get into one unit. Um, so just my new perspective, it looks like this is like a Surgical Strike Army. Um He's going to be able to pick where he hits you and when he hits you. Um, it's kind of ballsy, uh, but I appreciate balls, and I expect uh, I would expect big balls from a team led by a captain whose name was Tough Nut. And uh, there we go. So that's Frederick. Next up is Mr. Sam Weston. Sam Weston is bringing the Vermin Swarm. So. You know, we've gone from Surgical Strike to, um, you know, Zulu Dawn, the Battle of Izandwana. We're going to swarm you in, and destroy you with numbers. So let's look at Sam Weston's Vermin Swarm list. Um, he's got a Swarm Priest on a sacred platform with Whispering Bell, Wizard of Death, Witchcraft, Book of Arcane Mastery, Holy Triumphant, and Collegian Pantheon. And he's got a second Swarm Priest who is a Wizard Adept. 
on thermaturgy, uh, thermaturgy with Orator's Toga, Holy Triumvirate, and Collegian Pantheon. I really love the Roman theme for the Vermin Swarm. I know some people do, some people don't, some people don't care, but as a big fan of Roman history, I'm glad that they adapted it in a truly fantasy way to the Ninth Age setting, um, and I think it's wonderful. Um, then he has a Bloodfur Legate, who is a Praetorian Brute, Essence of Mithril, Paired Weapons, Hero's Heart, Crown of Autocracy. He's got a second Bloodfur Legate with Hand Weapons, Secrets of the Doom Blade, Post of Swiftness. He has a Vermin Senator, that is the general on the senatorial litter, of course, with the crown of the wizard king and the cow the apostate. He has uh, two units of 43 black fur veterans with champion, musician, standard bearers with the with the eagle standard with the rending manner. So that's going to give him a... So this army has... It's not... It's got... It looks like it's got great discipline. Um, it looks like it's built to... Uh, it's got decent magic, and it looks like it can attrition you to death. Um, then he's got 40 uh, vermin legionnaires with shield, champion, standard bearer, eagle standard again with a flaming standard. Then he's got 10 uh, Fethus brutes with champion, another unit of 10 brutes with champion. Those are your hard-hitting guys. He's got uh, four Mermillo brutes. I don't know what those are, but they have halberd, shield, champion, musician, standard bearer with eagle standard. Um, they're 375 points for them, so there can't be any, any, any real big laughing matter. Um, this is a, this is kind of looks like a smaller, uh, more elite, um, uh, vermin list. Um, but everything in it, it looks like he's got good synergy. Um, it looks like, um, he's, he's coming to win. Looks like he's coming to win. So team Australia, first two lists, Frederick and Sam, they both are bringing, uh, no nonsense. Um, very competitive and strong lists with different twists. And this is really enjoyable for me because I'm reading lots of list reviews and uh, looking at different armies. Um, I think it's a real treat that, uh, and I think it's very interesting um, from a sociological perspective to see, you know, down under a place that's kind of like set apart from the rest of the world due to its geographical location having a total take on, on, on the same armies in the rest of the world. I think it's great. Next up is, uh, and I hope they do well, is Marius Meritans. Marius Meritans. I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Mr. Uh, uh, Marius. He's bringing warriors of the dark gods. So first up, he's got a chosen Lord General on a black steed with trophy rack, shield, held forged armor, death cheater, paired weapons, touch of greatness, Immortal Gauntlets, Wrath, and Idol of Spite. He doesn't care if you hit him because he's going to kill you. Then he's got a Chosen Lord, Shield, Willow's Ward, Hellforge's Armor, um, Basalt Infusion, Hand Weapon, Symbol of Slaughter. I love that Symbol of Slaughter weapon. Um, Lust and Demonic Wings. Then he's got a Barbarian Chief, a Shadow Chaser, um, Heavy Armor, Thrice Forged, um, Paired Weapons, Shield Breaker. So he's not bringing throwaway Barbarian Chiefs. He means for these guys to do some work. He's got a second Barbarian Chief on a Shadow Chaser, Shield, Dust Forge, Heavy Armor, Ghostly Guard, Light Lance. He wants to keep them alive. He wants to use them. These are not just filler. He's got a plan for his Barbarians. And you know what? For the cost, they're very, very nice characters indeed. 
Then he has 14 Warriors with Lust, Standard Bear, Banner of the Relentless Company, Musician and Champion. So those are guys that he can uh, throw out there quickly. He can uh, retreat them. He can, you know, he can do his thing. Um, he's got 10 Barbarian Horsemen, Great Weapons, Shield, Standard Bear, Wasteland Torch, Musician and Champion, 8 Warhounds. He's got 3 Feldrax with Halberds and Musician. He's got 2 Battle Shrines, Icon of the Infinite. I do not know what Battle Shrines do. I'm embarrassed to tell you that. Um, but for 355 points, I imagine they, they must do something well. Um, then he's got 5 Warrior Knights with Lance Musician, 5 Chosen with Halberds and Lust, and five flares. So that's his take on the Warriors of Dark Gods. And, and you know what? I really like it. It's an interesting core setup. Um, once again, it, it almost seems like the, from what I've seen so far, aside from the Vermin Swarm, the Australians like to use uh, their punchy units in more like an MSU style. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up against the rest of the world. Um, it's exciting to see it. Then we have... Daniel Schaefer, once again, this is a team hand-chosen by Tough Nut, a legend, a legend of it in and of himself, Tough Nut, the, the fantastic leader of Team Australia. He has chosen Daniel Schaefer. Daniel Schaefer is taking Ogre Cons. I love the variety. I don't know if this is an ETC thing where everybody on the team takes a different army. I don't know how they pick armies. I know that an ETC... Um, it's a totally different game. You know, you go to a singles tournament and you're trying to get as many points as you can just for your win. I know in a team tournament, everybody wants to get as many points, but uh, they try to, since nobody can have all good matchups, it's kind of a game in and of itself, uh, getting the matchups and trying to figure out how many points, you know, what matchups you want to be green, your 20-0s, what matchups, what players um, who have not maybe the perfect matchup do you think can get the most points. Um, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of work. I know I was talking to uh, Pablo and Jerron last night before we did our uh, list review. And even though they're crazy, no joke. I mean, they had spreadsheets. They were cranking numbers. They were looking at everything, um, everything in regards to the ETC. So the ETC is just an amazing, amazing, wonderful event. I cannot tell you. Um, I can't put into words how important this event is for the hobby as far as uh, is generating hype, as far as um, – Letting, uh, giving a goal for people, you know, no matter your current skill level, everybody has a chance, you know, to get to the ETC if they chose to do it. Um, it's not, it's not a cheap trip by any means, um, but it is well worth it. It's, it's a well worth, uh, thing to shoot for. So I digressed. I apologize. Daniel Schaefer, he's taking Ogre Cons. He's got a mammoth. He's got a mammoth hunter with light armor, lance, hunting spear on a rock or orcs, and he's a general of the wild heart. He's got a uh, second mammoth hunter with a battle standard bear, light armor, essence of mithril, paired weapons, hunting spear, talisman of shielding, cult leader, leader of the pack. He has a third mammoth hunter, light armor, wrestler's belt, iron fist, hunting spear, troll leader, leader of the pack. And yes, my friends, he has a fourth mammoth hunter. With light armor, Destiny's Call, paired weapons, hunting spear, and leader of the pack. And then he has not one, not two, not three. Yes, four units of 21 scraplings with bow, musicians, scrappling, and foreman. This list, yeah, scraplings of bows. I mean, there's 84 of these fucking bowmen. 84 bowmen, you know? 
84 dice. That's going to cause damage. You know, um, every elf lift I've, I've ever drawn up does not want to fucking, you know, trade shots with this. Um, you might want to trade shots in them, but, I mean, at the cost of a scrappling, I mean, he gets 21 bowmen um, with foreman for only 166 points. That's amazing. Then he has eight saber-toothed tigers. He has two yetis, including a champion. Two yet, so three units of two champions. Here we go again with that MSU style, uh, MSU style punchy stuff. Then he's got another saber toothed tiger, another saber toothed tiger. He's got a rock, Aurorix with lance. He has a slave giant with a great weapon and a slave giant with an iron fist. I like how he has got, um, you know, he's got inexpensive, he packed a lot of shooting there inexpensively. He's got a lot of speed. Um, this is an army that people have, this is probably a take on ogres that is not common. Um, it's probably something that might catch people off guard, might give you a, uh, you know, you might, you might feel, you know, looking at something like this. Okay. Um, not too bad. Um, I think we can handle it. But just look at the numbers of units. Look look at how good. Every, every I mean, three units of two Yetis. A unit of eight Sabres of Tigers. Two single Sabres of Tigers. I mean, he, you're, you're going to have a hard time chaffing or avoiding this. To me, this is like an anti-avoidance list. That's my personal opinion. I could be totally wrong. But that's just me. I think, I think it's a great list. Um, I'm not here to judge the list because I am in no position to say what's a good or a bad list. Not at all. I'm just looking at these things like a, like an art lover walking through a museum, looking at different artists' take on uh, different uh, experiences and situations in the world. And I'm having a ball. I am not disappointed. I would come back to this museum again and again and again. Um, this is great. So that was Daniel Schaefer's Ogre Cons. Now we go to Mr. Glenn Weston. I don't know if that's Sam Weston's son or brother or cousin or if they're any relation. Um, I would assume they probably are related. Um, but let's see what Glenn Weston is taking. Once again, Tough Nut has brought a couple Westons. And I love that name, Tough Nut, you know? Because uh, you always hear about the fighting skill of the Australians and how tough they are. And I, I, I think Australians are probably one of those people, like, if you kick them in the balls, they're probably just going to piss them off more. They're not going to bend over, cry, want to stop the fight, or, you know, fall down in a puddle. No, you kick an Australian in the nuts, they're going to take all that pain. And they're going to take all those tears. And they're going to turn it around into pure hatred and beat your ass. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Um, never kick an Australian in the balls. Don't do it. If you have to fight an Australian, um, just uh, try to get through it as best you can. Um, try not to piss them off any more than they're already pissed. Okay. Then we've got Glenn Weston, and Glenn Weston is bringing the Infernal Dwarves. He has an overlord, a general, and a great bull of Shamut with a great weapon of cleansing light. Paired weapons um, with supernatural dexterity. Uh, Crown of the Wizard King, Lightning Van Braces. Uh, that's because I think the, the generals and overlords have to take two weapons, I think. And they have to enchant two weapons. I think that's I think that's the thing about that. But so he's got a great weapon that can do divine magical tasks. He's got paired weapons, which are going to give him high uh, 
agility, hoping that we'll let him go first in combat in some situations where he can't. And being an overlord of Infernal Dwarves, you probably want to go first, um, more often than not. Then he's got a prophet, prophet of Shemut, on a bull of Shemut, a second bull of Shemut. He's a wizard of death with oculism, occultism on uh, the latest episode, of, or one of the episodes of Slanrat Radio. Um, the former master and a well-known great player, um, Craig Johnson, um, has stated unequivocally that he believes occultism is the top lore of all paths of magic. So he's also got the Essence of Mithril on the Prophet, giving him a 2-plus armor save. And he's got paired weapons with Hero's Heart, so he expects him to do some work. Um, now he's got a Toruk Commissioner, Battle Standard Bear, Shield, Willow's Ward, Death Cheater, Infernal Weapon, Shield Breaker. So he's put a lot of points into defending his uh, Standard Bear. He's got two units of 24 Citadel Guard with Flintlock Axes. Both have musicians. One of them has a champion. He's got five Toric Anointed. These guys are pretty badass. Um, with Infernal Weapons, Shield, Musician, and Champion. He's got ten Toric Enforcers with Infernal Weapons, Shield, Blunderbuss, Champion, Musician, Standard Bear, Banner Discipline. And he's got the Infernal Engine and a Rock Crusher. So he went for a pretty small army. Um, very elite. I'm not... I'm doing an episode tomorrow on the Infernal Dwarves. I'm going over the book with none other than Tirana. So be sure to look out for that. Um, where I will learn from um, one of... Hey, guys, can you quit? Hey, Dudley. Dudley, can you knock it off? I'm trying to do a podcast here, buddy. I'm trying to do a podcast, okay? So just relax. Sorry about that. My uh, my little hound dog, my little hound dog puppy is... Uh, he's obviously... Uh, this infernal dwarf list has scared the shit out of him. He's crying. Um, I don't. I don't know enough about this list to comment on it. Um, but it doesn't look like. Again, it doesn't look like any infernal dwarf list I've seen. Um, which goes along with like that Australian theme of which I do know from playing other, uh, other, other war games like ancient war games, DBM, um, Kings of War, other systems. The Australians they they do. It's a fact. They have their own meta. They have their own take. And uh, I don't know if they do it to be rebellious. I don't know if they do it to be different. I don't know if it just comes naturally. But no matter the case, it always catches people by surprise. It's always good. So anyway, Mr. Glenn Weston with Infernal Dwarves. Um, he does have a lot of good shooting. He's got a lot. It's just like a, it's a smaller elite army. I know Infernal Dwarves are usually kind of small. But, um, you know, trade two great bulls. All the Torux. I mean, he's he's not fucking around. He he's, looks like he expects to not be able to pick his own battles, and he looks like he's built a list to be fine with that. That's my new perspective. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Food Monster 1. What a great name. Food Monster 1. Um, Tough Nut and Food Monster on the same team. I mean, that sounds like a couple of DC... Uh, comic villains you know batman versus tough nut and food monster um so i mean tough nut did not mess around picked the very best he could get so food monster one is bringing vampire covenant vampire covenant um i always like looking at vampire covenant lists it's one of those lists i've always wanted to do but um i just i just can't wrap my brain or my brain around it 
at this point yet, but I will do one eventually. Um, inspired by, uh, you know, Johnny Crass, the great Johnny Crass from California who ran vampires so successfully for those years. Um, the recently married Johnny Crass, um, who's gone back to KOE lately. Um, the great Johnny Crass. Um, uh, I think uh, Mike, Mikey Newman plays Vampire Counts as well. Um, James uh, McConnell played Vampire Counts, maybe still does. So there's a lot of well-known names in the hobby that play Vampire Counts to a very high level, and and they can compete with anybody. So let's let's look at uh, Food Monster 1's take on the Vampire Counts. So he's got a Vampire Count on a General. He's General, the Dead Arise. Brotherhood of the Dragon Bloodline, Eternal Duelist. Spectral Steed, so he's flying. Um, Wizard Adept, Occultism, Shield, Plate Armor, Death Cheater, Paired Weapons, Halberd, Great Weapon, Lance, Eternity Gem. That's a that's a different kind of build, interesting build. Um, 935 points and no dragon, so I'm sure that guy's tooled to the hilt. Then he's got a second Vampire Count with the Brotherhood of the Dragon, Eternal Duelist, Spectral Steed, he's flying as well. Uh, Wizard Adept with Occultism, Shield, Plate Armor, Legend of the Black King. Hand Weapon, True Thirst, uh, Dragonfire Gem, Lucky Charms. He's got a couple vampires that are no joke, no joke. And then he's got 40 ghouls with a champion, 23 zombies with a musician, 22 zombies with a musician, 8 direwolves with champion, 8 direwolves with champion, 3 great bats, 3 great bats, 5 direwolves. And you're thinking, well, that's a lot of crap. Um, crap, literally. But, I mean, who's going to have time to, like, plow through zombies and ghouls when you got a couple vampire counts running around. Not only that, not only that, but finally he's got a unit of six vampire knights with blood ties, standard bear, flaming heart, uh, flaming standard, musician champion. And then he's got another five vampire knights, blood ties, standard bear, flaming standard, musician champion. Uh, so there you go. Once again, this doesn't look too crazy. I mean, too off the beaten path like the other lists look, but uh, food monster... Yeah, Food Monster gets his claws into you where he wants to, and and, and he's going to eat you alive. He's going to eat you alive. Um, very interesting list again, Food Monster. Let's see who else uh, Tough Nut has chosen. And Tough Nut has chosen... I mean, i got to tell you what, man. So far, I'm impressed with these uh, with these usernames, because now we have Cum Bum. Cum Bum. Um, Cum Bum. That's right. Come bum. Um, I, I'll leave it at that. Come bum. Um, come bum is taking my favorite army, the Empire of Sonestal. Um, he's got a marshal, general, on a dragon with the Obsidian Rock, Imperial Prince. You don't see the dragon very often. And, uh, well, I don't hear about it. In America, we see a bunch of dragons. Um, Charles from Evershade Gaming, I think, won the uh, Michigan GT last year. Using the Imperial Dragon, so um, it's played by top players. Um, you might not see it as often, but it's it's a solid choice. He's got a Marshal on a Pegasus with a Battle Standard Bearer, the Shield, Dust Forged, Lance, and Basalt Infusion. He's got a Wizard Master on Alchemy. He's got a Wizard on a Great Griffin with Wizard Apprentice, Cosmology, and Dragon Staff, and a second Wizard on Great Griffin that's an Apprentice on Divinations. He's got a good, high-quality magic. I heard uh, Matthew Paris from the Paired Weapons, Com uh, Paired Weapons uh, podcast show speaking um, very positively and, and had a good opinion on the, the cost-effectiveness of having cheap wizards on Great Griffins. 
And so that guy's got two great griffins and a dragon, so he can uh he can slam into you, he can slam into one of your units and have like the great griffin, you know, eat the challenge and have his dragon free to crush you. So, you know, great griffin and and, and dragon combos in attacking units, as I learned from Charles of the great Evershade Gaming, um is a very effective combination that was put to use in our lovely state of Michigan last year was shown to be effective. Then he's got um, 37 heavy infantry halberds, parent unit, standard bear, flaming standard, musician champion. He's got uh, five electrical cavalry with shield and lance, musician champion. Five electrical cavalry with shield and lance, uh, musician champion. Five electrical cavalry with shield and lance, uh, musician. I mean, for 200 points, electrical cavalry are good. They're humans, yes, but they get to be on horses. The lances um, help them do damage. Um, these things are good for flanking. They're good for uh, chaff. Um, he can, once again, combo them with the dragon or a wizard master on a griffin into something. He's got two units of 10 uh, state militia, but they're irregulars, meaning they skirmish. Always good for their money. Then he's got um, a semi-controversial choice in that, um, depending on who you talk to, um, some very... Great players like Dan Thomas have spoken highly of the Knights of the Sun Griffin. Some other players of, of greatness have spoken ill of the, of the Knights of the Sun Griffin. Um, I have some to paint, but I haven't used them yet because I just can't seem to... I feel like I give too much up when I when I put them in, but I don't know. Um, he's got six Knights of the Sun Griffin with Lance, Standard Bearer, Flame, Musician, and Champion. He's got five Riders with Pistol. He's got a Cannon and a Steam Tank. So this is more, uh, this looks like a pretty, uh, this doesn't look like a crazy um, new type of build. This looks like a solid Empire build. Um, I do admire Cumbum's balls for taking the Imperial Dragon to the ETC. I think that's great. Um, without knowing the thorough history of the ETC, I don't know if that's... Um, a usual thing for Empire Armies or not. Um, but anyway, Cumbum, you are a gentleman, Cumbum. Or lady, you might be a woman. Cumbum might be a woman. I don't know. She might be a woman. Um, but whoever you are, Cumbum, I I take my hat off to you. Um, finally, finally, the one we've heard so much about during this review, the one and only captain of Team Australia, the one and only Tough Nut, Tough Nut, and Tough Nut is taking the kingdom of Equitain. He's got an Equitanian lord, Equitan lord on a general, on a Pegasus charger, with a great weapon with blessed inscriptions, Percival's Penelope, Black Knight's Tavern, Dragon Lion Gem, Sainted, and Valor. He's got an Equitan Lord on Hippogriff with a shield, lance, divine judgment, basalt infusion, paladin, and honor. He's got an Equitan Lord on Hippogriff, so he's got two Hippogriffs. Um, shield, battle standard, bearer, battle standard bearer, lance, cleansing light, ghostly guard, rod of battle, and faith. He's got two units of 12 feudal knights, both with full commands. But here's an interesting take. He's brought knight's banneret for both of them. The first one has the banner of Roland, as well as the relic shroud from the, st the standard bearer. The second one has the castellan's crest, 
and the Flaming Standard. Then he's got nine Knights of the Quest, Champion, Musician, Standard Bearer, Randing Banner. He's got five Yeoman, out, Yeoman, Yeoman Outriders with throwing weapons. He has the infamous uh, King of Equitaine Demon, the Lady's Courtier, with the Courtier of the Dusk, Druidism. And he has the Fey Knight, Wooden of the Hooded Man. Hooded Man. That gives you like multiple wounds against giants. Um, Tough Nut doesn't look like he, he looks like he's a man of few words. Tough Nut, I guess could be a woman as well. Um, so Mr. or Mrs. Tough Nut, whichever it is. Um, Tough Nut looks like he plans on attacking. And he plans on beating the shit out of you. Tough Nut's like, hey, I'm here for the ETC. I'm here for the weather. I'm here for some, you know, wonderful Italian food. I'm here to drink. And I'm not here to uh, dance around and, and, and be... He's like Rocky, you know? When Rocky uh, got his ass beat by the Russian guy. And then he decided to, you know... He went back to his old school training, you know? He left his mansion, left his fancy gym, and he started training again, you know? He went back to old school training with Apollo Creed's old trainer, you know? He went to the rough parts of town, you know? He went back to the, you know, lifting rocks, using rocks when he did, you know? And then when he came and fought the Russian guy the second time, he just beat the fuck out of him. That's what, that's what Tough Nut kind of reminds me of. So in my head, Tough Nut, you're like, kind of like, you're like... You're like Rocky, you know, you're the non-no-sense captain. You're like, I'm the captain, follow my example, cum bum. Follow my example, food monster. This is how we're going to do it, you know, and he'll slam into your ass and kill you. I mean, hippogriffs are nice, right? He's got a general, he's got hippogriffs, he can do, I mean, I see combo charges. That's what I see with this, is lots of combo charges. But anyway, so in conclusion, we've got Tough Nut, the captain of Team Australia, leading his, leading his, uh, Friends and, and country people with the Kingdom of Equitan. Then we have Cumbum with the Empire of Sonestal. Food Monster with the Vampire of Covenant. Glenn Weston with Infernal Dwarves. Daniel Schaefer with Ogre Cons. Marius Mayturns with Warriors of the Dark Gods. Sam Weston with Vermin Swarm. And finally, Fredrick with Dread Elves. Now that is, seems to me, I hope all the lists are like this, because I think it's really cool to, uh, you know, you got eight people bringing eight different armies. I think that's really neat. I think if that, if that holds true for the rest of the ETC, I think this is great. Um, I'm wondering if anybody in the ETC has brought Undying Dynasties. I don't know. But anyway, that, my friends, in a proverbial nutshell, no pun intended, Tough Nut, is your team, Australia, for the 2022 ETC. Next up, I will be doing Italy. Um, here you go. Have a wonderful day. And uh, this has got me pumped up. This I am so pumped up. I am excited for the ETC. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great for the wonderful Ninth Age. And I wish everybody well. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get this published, and then I'll jump on to Team Italy. All right. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And travel safe. Bye.